Welcome to the Branches Podcast. We created this podcast for everyone, regardless of your background or your present ground. Jesus said he came to bring life and life to the full. He is the vine and we are to be the branches. Everyone has the opportunity to let him create a new life in us, and then he will produce the fruit in us that brings life to others. If you want to know more about our small community of faith in San Clemente, California, or more importantly about the way of Jesus, visit us at www.branchesoc.com. So there's an abbey, which is a place where monks live and uh, are together. And the head of an abbey is called the abbot, and he looks out for all the monks. And uh, a long time ago, there was a, uh, some abbot started the tradition, but when he died, he asked that his skull be placed on the desk for the new abbot. And that's not a scary thing to them because it's, it's been a tradition uh, in the Catholic church and even in other churches since but especially with the early fathers, that they would always keep the idea of death before them. Now, as I'm sharing this, for us, it sounds morbid. And it sounds like, why would you want to have to think about death? In fact, uh, many of them would walk in front of the cemeteries so that they could just be reminded. So they'd, they'd create a, a route where they'd have to go through the cemetery and then back. And then, so it's part of their daily routine. But for them, it wasn't fear because fear has lost its sting. It was something to look forward to, is to be reminded, someday you will die and keep this reality in front of you. Instead of trying to avoid it, embrace it. And because of what Jesus has done for us, he came so that we could have life and have it to the full, not just here, but afterwards. He came and died to pay the price so as I've heard before, death, the sting of death, has been extinguished because of Jesus. And so that skull would be there as a reminder every day. And then that abbot, when he passed away, would have his skull there. And it just continued on. Why would they do this? To reassure the next leader. To reassure this is not our home. These are not going to be our bodies. I like the way Paul does this because he reassures the people in Thessalonica. This is one of his last letters that he writes. And he's writing to this church and he wants to make sure that they're not confused, much like the abbot. So 1 Thessalonians 4, and this is the message translation, but this is Paul trying to reassure. And so he says in verse 14, since Jesus died and broke loose from the grave, God will most certainly bring back to life those who died in Jesus. And then this, we can tell you with complete confidence. Paul can say with complete confidence because, as he says in another letter, 
he was lifted into the presence of God. He talks about someone that he knows, but we know from putting it together that he's trying to be humble. He doesn't want to distract people. So it was him. And he saw things that were too wonderful to explain. I don't know why he got that opportunity, why others do and some don't. But he says this with such authority because he's been there. We can tell you with complete confidence we have the master's word on it also. That when the master comes again to get us, those of us who are still alive will not get a jump on the dead and leave them behind. So he wants to reassure them not only about heaven, but reassure them who's going to be there. Because that's one of our biggest questions, isn't it? In fact, that's the point of this message that I'm sharing right now. We want to know who will be in heaven. Will we see our spouse? Will we see our children? Will we see our parents? Will we see uncles, aunts? Who are we going to see there? Are we alone? Do we have to start over? Is my dog going to come? We have all these questions about who's going to be there. And so he's trying to encourage them in who will be there. And he says, that we will not go ahead of those who have passed before us. So my grandma Grace will be on the new earth before I will. I won't go ahead of her. The master himself will give the command. It'll be archangel thunder, God's trumpet blast. He'll come down from heaven and the dead in Christ will rise. They'll go first then the rest of us who are still alive at the time will be caught up with them into the clouds to meet the master. We'll be walking on air. And then there'll be one huge family reunion with the master. So reassure one another with these words. As I've been going through this series at church, we're going through this Lenten series on heaven, and we've been having people share by video or personal testimony of what it's like to be in heaven for the very few that for some reason were there and then brought back. And it's so exciting to hear what they see and they say because they talk about when they see their family, they're like, they've never looked better. Wow. He said, you want to look good? Be in heaven. And the other thing that stuck out to me, and I want to close with this, is they talk about being there and people they don't know, but now they know them. It's almost like five-dimensional name tags. You just know who it is. Not just their name, but you know them. For example, we know in, uh, in Luke 9 that when Jesus was transfigured and Peter, James, and John were there, that um, Moses and Elijah show up. And Peter says... Master, it's good that we're here. Let us make three tents, one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah. How in the world did Peter know it was Moses and Elijah? See, there's something that's different when you're not here on earth. 
They didn't have pictures of Moses and Elijah. They were separated by centuries. And yet, when they saw them, they knew them. Something in that transfiguration, the walls disappeared. So the other beauty of who we will see will be people we didn't know, but we know them now. We'll be surprised who we see there, and unfortunately we'll be surprised on who we don't see there. But we know that for those that have had that brief experience, there's something wonderful, there's something powerful, there's something that's just filled with light and joy and beauty in the reuniting and in the introduction. As Paul said, it'll be one huge family reunion. Not just the people who have your same last name, but people, the people of God. So as we look at this, I want us to remember something that Don Piper said. As he, he was someone that was brought to heaven and he came back and when he came back, he was in a lot of pain. So he was in this beauty and then he came back and he had to go through all these surgeries and we'll talk about that this Sunday at Branches. And he said his prayer as he's sitting there in traction and all tied up and he had 33 surgeries, so we always had to think of the next one coming. And he asked God, why would this happen? Why let me see heaven and then take me out? And over the period of time as he prayed and he was in that hospital for over a year, he said this. He realized, I'm here on earth to get people there because it was so beautiful, he doesn't want anybody to miss out. And part of the beauty is that we'll be reunited and all of the people that are there, we will be fully known just as we are fully known. God bless.